Well, yesterday I had something to do, so I could not go live yesterday, but I did, um, talk to the girls today and the girls are going to be here with us to do it live. So if you are in the chat, Alexis, I see y'all, the chat is coming up for me now. So it is also in our group chat, the link for you to join so we can do this live, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about the show. We're going to do our podcast live and we're going to make sure that um, we get all of the deets out, everything we usually talk about, how we we're going to go about it. We're going to talk about that today. So y'all sit tight. Just hold on. Hold on and we'll get the show started. I promise. Okay? So until then, y'all can enjoy this this good old rock music that's, that's, that's playing. Hello, Tay. How are you? Nika, hello. Donnie's here. Hi, Donnie. Kayla's here. Hi, Rum. Okay. He said, this sounds like an old theme somebody had in Impacts. Eh, it's possible, you know. Um, let me turn the music up just a little bit. Hello, hello. There we go. Okie dokie. Um, hi, B. Jeffers. How are you? made that music man that was freaking awesome i don't know it's it's youtube free library <laughs> it's free 99 oh you bought your cap and gown oh that's sweet okay so we just waiting on the call i put it in the group chat as well as in the um in the live here so she can join whenever she is ready Okay, so it's our 300th episode. Love that for us. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to put the video up here and loop it. So if it gets a little backfiry in here, just hold tight. 21, 22, It's also our fourth year of doing the show. You've been doing this for four years? Started in late 2019, remember? Oh, Jesus. Time flies. Hold on, I'm right back. Hold on. Put an episode into the house. Oh, my God. Thank y'all, thank y'all. And our little baby is going to have 300 episodes. I'm so proud of her. Because I was checking Google Podcast today, and it said 298 episodes. And me and Tiff recorded an episode of what happened was earlier this week. So by the time that one gets posted and this one gets posted, this one will be our 300th episode. So... It's been a crazy four years. No, five years. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twen
four years. It's been a crazy ass years. I can't do math. <laughs> oh, you're carving a pumpkin. Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's backfiring. Hold on. You and your freaking. Oh my god. You're carving a pump. See, isn't it more fun to gut something than it is to decorate a Christmas tree, Don? I keep telling you that, but you don't believe me. And I wish you would. Fa la 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 fa fa fuck you, boy. <laughs> I know this. No! So you're not doing a Christmas theme, pumpkin? Doing Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> she's, very, she's just bad because I've been messing with her this whole time because her and Kenny only care about Halloween. They're not big Christmas fans. And they were, it was middle of summer and they were like waiting for Halloween to come around. And I was okay, like, let summer linger, let it do what it's doing. And plead my case, Your Honor. The main reason I was excited for summer to hurry up and get done with is because I'm tired of it. Everyone was tired of the heat. I love it hot. I didn't have a problem. September rolled around. It's it's fall. It's fall. Oh, September Lord. It's, it's Renaissance fall. themed, silver and gold. And he put a oh. blonde wig on it. Jesus Christ. Why let the renaissance die? <laughs> let it die, let it die. Let it shrivel up and die. <laughs> There's the code. Hi. Hi. Is it actually 300 episodes? I do not know this. I got one episode that I got to edit and put up, and then once we put this one up, it'll be 300. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't realize it was 300 episodes either. I only knew it because I looked at the podcast thing today. So, oh. That's insane. I didn't even know we had 300 episodes in us, to be fair. It's insane. Probably have more, but it, according to Google Podcast, we're making this the un, like official, unofficial 300th episode. 300th episode. Fair. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about are we going to talk about them going at it with this damn, with this war, or are we just going to talk about Tony and his bullshit? I don't even think like the quote unquote war is like worth because it's like they're gonna do that shit to the end of time. It's like it's no point. There was a. I did have some man try to argue with me on Twitter because about the all. It was about um, he like he was um he um I don't know he made a comment under. 
about the Iron Claw movie. I don't even think it was my post, like someone else's. And he was like, oh, they're copying Creed and just making this a bunch of white people. And I'm like, what? And people are like, what? And someone was, I'm like, there is no correlation between Creed and this, except that it's a movie about a sport. That's it. I said there, I was like, this isn't even, and then he tried acting like he was so, like, people are like, no, like, bro, like, you're bugging. And then he, like, tried to cuss me. I was like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, I can't explain. He was like, and then someone was like, this isn't even in the same genre. And he was like, and he was like, oh, it's just, he's like, they're just making these four white guys making it like, it's like, they're going to make it like they're copying off of Creed and like the feel good. And like, so he was like, this is going to be a very depressing story. There's nothing feel good about this. What are you talking about? It's very Actually, what are you talking about? You're not a you're not aware of the source material. So exactly. And that's why I was like, no, you just trying to be. I was like, you're just trying to, like, argue about some shit because you're an angry person. I was like, I'm not even entertaining this anymore. I was like, that's going to be the one time where the IWC finally comes together and they're just like, dude, this is our genre. You need to shut the fuck up. Like, just yeah. go sit out somewhere. But he talked about the Von Erichs. That's like an unspoken rule. You you don't talk shit about the Von Erichs. The tragedy I did that's see a tweet, not though. only that, but you don't even know what you're talking about. You're with not, it. you're not even aware of the wrestling, I of what it's about, and that's why, that's why Nicole's like, you're, you're not, you're not clear, so you shouldn't be speaking because you don't even know, you don't even like the sport, you're not even watching the sport that it's about. And if you were watching it, you would know. But to Let's start there. Let's start with the Von Aries because the Iron Claw movie trailer has come out. It does look really good, but there was something that Marshall Von Eric put on his Instagram about it. It was nothing shady. You know, he was just giving us his take. So let me show y'all what he said. Can everybody see it? Yeah, it's up. All right, cool. So... Marshall Von Eric said, I knew it wouldn't be 100% accurate because my dad wasn't involved. But those of you that know our family know that God played a major role in our story. Still excited about it and think and think it can help a lot of people that are suffering from loss. They nailed the wardrobe, though. <laughs> Very good. So if you haven't seen it, I'll play it. I, don't, I ain't going to get no money from this video. No way. So. Hold tight. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Perry. I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Woo! Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs? <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? 
Together, we can do anything. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us, the hands that will deliver the iron clock to you. So what do you think? Like we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. No way, Uncle. Yes, sir. Oh man, that makes me so happy. I talk to you about something more. Dad's too tough on us. You gotta say something. Baby, that's what your brother's for. Feel that? Ah. You feel that? Ah. That's pressure. You're pushing too hard. I'm fine, kid. Seriously, I'm just sick. Don't scare me. It all matter control. That's a terrible accident. I should have stopped him. I need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal, or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The father will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling. Fucking literal goosebumps. It's gonna be a good movie. I can guarantee y'all that. Um, I just know for a fact that if I ever do see their dad in whatever plane of existence I end up going to after my time here is done, I'm fighting that old man on sight. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He was such an asshole to those to his kids. And then, you know, they had their issues. And it says, like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how this guy compared that to Creed. It says, based on the incredible true story. Honey, let's not even try to dissect it, because honestly, he didn't know where it came from. He just saw four white guys and a lot of people hyping the movie, and he wanted to try to be an antagonist, and it didn't work. So <laughs> let him wallow in his stupidity, because he's an idiot. <laughs> that's why I say he doesn't understand because he, he doesn't even know what the source material is about he has no idea so why are you speaking you can't speak on things you don't know a good story okay buddy like sure it's okay so the Iron Claw is going to be coming out on December 22nd um, it didn't get affected by the, the strike. Hopefully by the time this movie gets ready to come out, the Screen Actors Guild will have come to an agreement with all the major players like they did with the writers, um, strike, which I'm kind of glad they came to their agreement and they got what they wanted. Um, hopefully the actors will get the same. They do need to, um figure out how to pay these actors residuals for the shows that are streaming. Um, so just to go off topic a little bit, when you look at the shows that are streaming number one on Netflix right now, Suits is a show that isn't even on television no more. And it is it has been the number one show streamed on Netflix for the last two months. 
Why is everybody watching Suits all of a sudden? I don't know. I don't know. They've been watching it. They have been watching it for months, and it's number one. It just got knocked off by this new TV show they put on Netflix called Virgin River. It just got knocked off by that. And it's like, like people it's I know, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm my like, brother's been watching Suits for like, he said he watched, this is the fifth time he's watched it. I'm like, Christopher, you've seen this show already. I'm like, did I miss the, the, did I not get the brain frequency or the brainwave to, to put suits on? Because it was that. like, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about how they're rewatching suits. I'm like, I didn't know people watched it the first time. Well, people love suits. Yeah. I know people liked it, but I never talked to anyone who, I think it was one person who was said like they watched it. I was like, I know this would be something that I would like, but I think you could get into it if you wanted to. I don't know. I, I like missed apparently I missed that. Um, she missed I don't that, know, that that mind projection. What did you say? Like, oh, I must have missed it too. I'm just I didn't even know. Oh, I, I loved found- it when it was out. It came out on USA Network. I watched the first two seasons and then I don't know what happened. I stopped watching it. I missed a couple episodes and I stopped watching it. My brother started getting into it after I did. He got into it, I think, around season three. I had already watched everything and I kind of had an idea of where it was going. And when that happens, I lose interest and I'll stop watching. But they 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 threw a little curveball in there on me and I missed a couple um, seasons. But for the most part... It's a good show. The premise of it is it's a law school dropout. He is doing some shit. He really ain't got no business. He ends up running by happenstance into this law firm for to become a um, law assistant to an attorney who can't keep one. And he ends up getting the job, but he doesn't have the credentials to practice law. So his boss, Harvey, kind of hides that. And that becomes an issue second season. They don't really find out he don't have his credentials until like the second or third season. And then he gets fired and then they bring him back. His name is Mike. Megan um, is in the movie, I mean, in the TV show. Uh, she Princess mm-hmm. She plays a law clerk in there. They end up getting married. Mike and... Um, Mike's character and Megan Markle's character end up getting married later on in the show. They have a really pretty wedding, too. Um, and then they end up leaving and starting their own. Ouch! Damn cat! Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> Sorry. It's okay. Then they end up leaving and starting their own law practice, and they stick around with suits for a little bit longer after that, and then they had their series finale, and it was over. Um, it was a good show, though. I liked it a lot. I found out that's like really wild about this whole writer strike thing when it comes to like, you know, because remember Charlotte Johansson was kind of the first one to to do something like this when Black Widow came out and people kind of wrote her off as being a brat. But I read that the creator of Supernatural, who was like the head writer for majority of the seasons like one of the biggest shows that hit television like ever he gets no residuals from its streaming on netflix or hulu or wherever it's at 
and whatever streaming service that Supernatural's on, that ends up always being in like the top five. Like you created this show and you don't have anything to show for it? Well, no, they don't have any, they don't get any residuals because they basically are buying the, the show. And but when you have it and it's at its peak, like it is, like I said, with suits and everything, that's why the actors are striking too. They were striking in support of the writers, but they also realized that what the writers were striking about directly affects them as well. So they want clauses that protects them from AI shit, that protects, that gives them the money that they rightfully deserve because you can't stream the show without the actors. So they don't get the same, the laws for syndication don't apply to streaming because it's new. It's, it's not the same as it was if being syndicated on national television. So when you see stuff like um, Big Bang Theory running on several different networks, it's because they've paid for that to happen. The actors have a clause in their contract when this show gets syndicated. This is how much money you'll get in residuals. I, they don't oh, have I that when it comes to streaming. So that's why they're, that's part of the reason why they're striking too, which and, I don't like them And they unfortunately had another stall in negotiations. So um, it looks like John Cena is hanging around for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, John but I don't to Saudi. He's going to Saudi. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't think that the talks um negotiations were are gonna go on for very long because those um especially the writers and you know the actors who you know who aren't big names, they are mm -hmm. able to collect unemployment now. Them unemployment checks must be nice. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um, I don't think that it's gonna. I think I I give it maybe like another month tops. Um, but to circle back to Iron Claw briefly, they are the actors who are a part of that project are allowed to promote it because they um a twenty four is an independent mm -hmm. um studio. So um, they um, so they could get approval, which they did. They got approval to um, promote the film, and that's the same thing with that one weird musical thing. Oh, you bringing me your toy to play with? Um, that's like that weird musical shit that Meg The Stallion is in. Um, oh, she's yeah. allowed to promote that. The Dicks um, play. Yes. Yeah. Whatever that is. I was watching this because I love how people are like, you don't need them, just hire more actors. I'm like, if you hire more actors, they're going to want to get paid for it because, you know, at the end of the day, you could be good at something, but you want to get something out of it. And then the people who use the AI, uh, the AI argument, I was watching this YouTuber and he actually was like, you know what, let's see what happens if I have AI write scripts. And he made an AI write three kind of scripts. One was for a drama, one was for a comedy, and one was for an action movie. And it was so bad. Like, it was so poorly written. It, none of it made sense. And even though he wrote it in English, at one point, the script went off into, like, Portuguese or something like that. <laughs> it really depends on the AI that you use. 
And I find AI to be very repetitive. If you use any of those chat GPT, chat GPT 4 or 4.5, it's a little better than the original, but AI is still based off of what the humans program it to be. And um, I don't think that it's any better. It does great with cover letters, I'll tell you that. But And, um, and resumes. So if you you need it for that that definitely is the place for you to go but like if you're talking about writing full-on scripts there's a certain uh human quality that it lacks that i don't think would get any further than the showroom floor when it comes to scripts nobody's gonna look at it nobody's gonna care about it if it gets past that it's gonna be just like um the sons of tucson soon as they had the show on they was canceling it while it was on tv it got canceled. I was like, oh, that's a new one. That's wowzers. I mean, <sighs> besides a few movies that came out this year, like off the the Oppenheimer Barbie thing was just crazy. Like those were like, and you know, there were a few movies that people wanted to go see, but people aren't going to the movies anymore because Hollywood's putting out lackluster shit. Like, did y'all garbage? Know? Yeah. Oh no, there was their Mission Impossible movie that came out this summer. Yeah, I don't care. I don't like none of the Mission uh, What? Yeah, there was another one. I was scrolling around on YouTube because you know how YouTube now, like when a movie comes out, you can buy it or rent it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I was looking through it because I'm like, oh, maybe there's like a good free, like old school movie I haven't seen in a while. And it was like Mission Impossible, like seven. Or eight or something like it's that. Part, it's and part like, one. Uh -huh. I'm like, and then I was like, Mission Impossible. What the mm -hmm. fuck? So I checked it, and then it said to be continued. I'm like, are you like this is the only movie Tom Cruise is making anymore? It feels like that was the part one that came out. Yep. I'm like, wow, how the mighty have fucking. I don't like Tom Cruise. He loves doing those movies because he's fucking crazy and he can like <laughs> jump. He can like jump. He can like jump from a helicopter into a plane into a train. Like <laughs> I saw some TikToker, and they're like, "The only reason Cruise does these movies, like this, is the only kind of movie that Tom Cruise seems anymore, is because it's like it hits his. It's like for some reason they still have an audience, but I mean, Fast and Furious still has an audience, so who fucking knows on that one." Yeah, but they're like, all little kids who like watching mm -hmm. shit get blown up. But apparently, he also, he also does it through his own production company. Nah, there's a lot of grown people still watching him um, movies. Fair. But like, he has his own production company, something like that, which does it. So even if he the mo movie itself make loses money, he still gets some. Like it works. Like you know that kind of weird fucking thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna work out in their favor. They hit a wall recently during negotiation, negotiations, like Nicole said, but eventually it will work itself out. They have no choice. Just like they had to come to an agreement with the writers, they gotta come to an agreement with those um, actors, and they're gonna have to meet them at least halfway. That's the only way that things are gonna work out. Those damn um, major companies that 
distribute these films. They make millions upon billions of dollars in just about every form of media that these actors work in. The actors are a small part of this large machine, but they're a major point in that machine. If you pull them, the machine doesn't work anymore. So they hold a lot of the power and those, those companies are gonna have to bow. They either bow now or they will bow later, but they're gonna bow. So <sighs> hopefully anybody- they'll wait until after Royal Rumble and we get to see the rock in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's also like who tries to be a scab, like they try to cross the picket line. Cause that's like what I'm really shocked at Drew Barrymore about the same time. I'm really not. If that makes Who sense. Who else was scabbing? Um, I think you told me about it, Alexis. It was someone uh, besides her. Bill Maher, I think. Yeah. I think, yes. It was. There, and there was also this idiot on TikTok. I forgot what his name was, but like people were dragging him for a while. And he was like, oh, I'm going to cross the picket fence or I'm going to cross the line and distribute some bull crap that he was gonna do and i guess that got picked up and people were like yeah good luck because they're gonna deny you because they're what you're promoting is something new not a superhero movie not a reboot not anything like that they're not gonna want to work with you and then once you come out we know you crossed the freaking picket line because you video you videoed yourself doing it and people saved it no one's gonna want to work with you because they know you're a dirty fucking scab i'm a pro union household so Union all the way. I don't fuck with that kind of shit. I don't. I'm just. I want to see the Von Eric movie. I might wait till after Christmas, but yeah, you don't want that. Um, I don't like Christmas anyway, so it's whatever. Might as well, you know, make it more depressing. I love Um, Christmas. I I don't. I do not like Christmas, especially the older that I get. Um, but that's that's a that's a whole nother thing. Um, I will probably be one of those movies that I will watch once and I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, I can't watch that multiple times. Yeah, I I don't need to. I'm going to watch it once and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go watch it in a movie theater so people involved can get money and then that's it. I probably won't watch it again. Fair. Because if y'all don't know the Von Eric story, it's very sad, very depressing. And if you're gonna go see it in theaters, I highly, especially if you're an emotional person, I highly recommend taking a box of tissues with it because you're gonna fucking need it. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to. Have- the the other funny, the one funny thing I saw about this is like some girl retweeted and she's like, "It's so funny seeing all like the film, fin, all the um film girlies be like, oh, I can't wait to see um." Like, look at Jeremy Allen White and Zach Efron wrestling around, uh, like, be like, like, wrestling around in like underwear and like being built. And they're like, girl. And then someone was like, as a wrestling fan, <laughs> you should probably put your dicks away for this movie. Right. <laughs> right. And they're like, and this is coming from like a fan base who is horny at very inappropriate times for no yeah. reason. Th- yeah. This is not. This is not it. They're like, cool. I'm just letting you know, this is not going to be what you you think is going on. That's facts. And people are were like, I think some of you guys are exaggerating. They're like, no, no, we're not. We're, we're not. It's not good. 
you might want to listen to us on this one. Just yeah, yeah, and then there's some guy who said that his he's like a huge wrestling fan, and his girlfriend really is like she loves Zach Efron, so she's gonna go with him to see it, and he's like oh, he's God. not gonna tell her anything about it. Oh shit, that's fucking dirty. That's wrong. Yeah, understand from wrestling fandoms, we're like. We're horny on Maine all the freaking time because <laughs> there's always something about one wrestler that like kind of wakes up this weird sexual thing that we didn't know we had. And we're like, oh, I'm into that now. So well, mine was, what, wait, what, what was your what was your awakening? I, I think we can probably figure it out. <laughs> I want to hear it. What do you what do you think? I want to hear this. <laughs> I no, I'm trying to I'm trying to think on someone. I feel like I know it's not Samoa Jokes. I feel like it was someone before that. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jeff. It okay. had to be somebody before. I that. have someone in mind, but I can't pick it out of my brain right now. Well, okay, so you know who you No, know, you know who I think, and I think it's because I can like think of their aesthetic. I feel like it's somebody weird like Sandman or something. No. No. Like so no. I feel like it's someone like in like that ECW, like WCW, like that was just like in like just like an insane person. No, because none of the guys in ECW were like super attractive to me, like at all. I told you Raven used to like make me think Okay, so to find out that I liked boys, it was Shawn Michaels. To find oh, out that okay. I wow, I'm very shocked by that. No, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense to me. Very cocky. I'm surprised by that. But everybody, everybody was Sean. But then when I found out I liked girls, it was Lita, and I'm like, oh, okay. I think sense. that's a lot of people. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think that's when a lot of people. And then Jeff Hardy started coming into the picture, and I was like, oh. That, 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 that checks. That checks. 100%. Some weird thing digging around that you don't know about. And it's like, this is how, uh, what's her eat? What's this? But, like, this is the thing I understand. We are watching grown men and grown women very well in shape or you know all kinds of body shapes men and women that we are weirdly attracted to look at Rhea Ripley man we had a lot of straight girls kind of you know when Rhea when Rhea came on mine's Shayna so I mean Shayna well, comes Rhea on, gives like, that androgynous like look sometimes so I could see that plus she's she's a beautiful woman she always has been so I'm not surprised by Rhea Ripley at all for anybody to be fair. She also, she just also has, she just has like such a presence. Yeah. Like you, that's something you can't, you can't teach. You can't buy nothing. Like she has such a presence. Yeah. Face or heel. She just, she just yeah. has a way of commanding a room. Whether you love her or hate her, she just does. So that's, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. That doesn't bother me. I don't even remember mine. I don't think I remember mine either. 
I don't. I remember Lita was mine for the girls, and my mom should have known something because I had a lot of Lita posters in my room. <laughs> I had like three of them. And there was like one of them was like a bikini one. I really want to see if I want to see if I can like find pictures of like my my old bedroom when I was like a teacher. It was that bikini. It was a bikini one, and it was the one, the one that I vividly, vividly remember because it was like I because I can like picture where it was at. It was like she had she had like that pink that pink net thing on her arms and it was like a crop top mm, i know what and then about. you could see i had that one i don't remember a third one but i remember i had three like i don't i don't understand my mom should because you remember like a when they put out that magazine about the hardy boys and lita like way way back in the day and it was just nothing but them yeah, yeah. i have that I, my brother bought it for me and he bought me two copies. So one is like I could put the picture on one side and then I could do the picture on the other side. There was a picture of Lita in there. She had like this Union Jack tank top on and like no pants posing. And that was right behind my door, right next to the Jeff Hardy picture. <laughs> I'm really should have picked up on that she was like well i got the best of world right you now know, i'm happy you know what's so funny also thinking about that the dilemma you like back in the day a dilemma of when you would like get those magazines that that would have like the posters in it well i mean all mag a lot of magazines had the posters but then yeah. on the posters on each side was someone that you liked yeah and you had to and think it, of which one you were going to You had to pick. Up. It was like picking your favorite child. And it was I so hard. That <laughs> would flip mine. <laughs> I think I did. I think for some of them, I did. I would flip mine halfway throughout. If I got, if I went to the point I wanted to see that side. Oh, yeah. I flipped it. I would flip it. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who my awakening was. I didn't have a female one because I wasn't. I wasn't attracted to to women. I I think they're beautiful, but I'm not attracted to them like that. But I mean, early days of wrestling, I that I can remember. Um, there wasn't a lot of guys that I was like physically attracted to, except for like. The Rock when he got there, um, I was like, "See, and I didn't even think he was that hot then. I, I was so I, worried I, about Jeff Hardy. I, I, I thought Jeff was cute, but he wasn't somebody that I was like generally wrapped up in like that. Well, I, I liked, I liked The Rock. I liked, um, I hated Edge." And to, this is no lie. I I wasn't. I'm not trying to be mean. Physically, he was not somebody that I would have even looked at. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the way he looked. I didn't like Christians back then. I was just like, they're just weird looking to me. Um, I liked. I liked Jeff. I thought Jeff was very cute, but he wasn't somebody that I was just like. Yeah, I want to jump he his bone. 
I agree with that because I think Christian is hot now. I'd fuck him now. I wouldn't fuck him. Well, yeah, back though. in the day, he was just weird looking. My so my neighbor across the street, her son looked like Edge, except with like brown hair, and I had the hugest crush on him. Edge had Ooh. a cute smile, and he had the yes. long hair, and he was very yeah. Cute when the when chin he... wasn't getting in the way, sure. I love that. It's the truth. No, I mean it's just like it's really weird because I see Sean now and he looks like some backwoods country hick, and I'm just like, is this really the same guy when he was in DX? And this memory is seared into my head, is when he was DX and it was him, Triple H, and China, and they were playing strip poker in the middle of the ring, and. That's the same man. <laughs> the same man. So, uh, Sergeant, he was commissioner at the time, comes out uh, and they need to go. And like this huge fight breaks out. And I remember Kashan is in boxer briefs, really tight boxer briefs that you can see everything. And I was a, probably in junior high. And he, there's pictures of him, there's a, there, I don't know if it's on Peacock, but I remember bright as fucking the day is long, man. He, like, grabbed his dick and started playing with it. Oh, and that was your awakening? No, 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 because the first I was about to say, oh my god, Alexis! (laughs) That's a lot. Yes! (laughs) Oh, that was like, whoa! Guys, <laughs> dick that I ever oh saw because of that. So thanks, Sean. You know, whatever. I mean, okay. So for me, I I don't know, but around the the two thousands, especially the early two thousands, two thousand one, two thousand two, that's when ruthless aggression started, and that's when I really started to oh. get heavy back into it. So for me. If I have to go back and really think hard, I think Batista would have been mine because there was nobody that looked like Batista. Still looks hot as an old man. I love this outfit Deanna Perrazzo has on. This is amazing. Oh, I haven't watched Impact yet. I got to watch it today. Batista would be one of my guys. Um, At that time, later, going up a couple years when... um, Brandy uh, was like really in his bag, and then Cody and Ted DiBiase came into the picture. Cody wasn't big enough for me. Here you go. Time. What about Cody? He wasn't oh, big I, enough for me. He your was man. Small. He was a you know, small man back then. He was small. And I was like, they, he's Brandy cute, but he's not. He's not giving what I need him to give. He doesn't. Baby, baby Orton, like he wasn't even the Viper yet. He was like the baby snake. I don't know what they call yeah. baby Viper. I thought he was so damn cute. Like Ew, I thought he I was... couldn't stand. Oh no, I loved. I thought he was so fucking when he was in I Evolution Peak. No. Oh, I, I loved him when he was in Evolution. I hated it so much. It's so cute, and he had dimples. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's like going back and seeing like how Sean was, because this was when he was Heartbreak Kid Sean, and he always came out, he was cocky, he had the smile, and he was smooth, and he had the charisma, you know, and 
you know, doing a shit ton of drugs, but we didn't know that at the time. But like just how the way he acts, <laughs> I noticed. And then, you know, Jeff came out and he was kind of the same way. I noticed I was always attracted to guys who could like be funny, who was charismatic, had a little bit of cockiness to him. Like, you know, they could talk shit, but they could still fight. Like, mm -hmm. I always was attracted to that. And it's because of these two idiots. And look how they <laughs> Owens. I was thinking of evil this turned on me. Well, I mean, Red, um, Don said Randy was his, which I can understand that. That makes um, that makes a lot of sense. It does. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense about everything. When it comes to Don, it makes perfect sense for sure. Um, yeah, Don's not evil, but he love him a good heel, honey. Okay. <laughs> He love a heel child. Um, Kayla's was Cody at first, and then she said it was Dean, but she didn't really have a female crush until Becky and Rhea showed up. Um, Aaliyah said that she said Jeff. She said when she first saw Jeff Hardy. She said she thought he looked like a mouse. Which oh, okay. what? How dare you? I'm sorry, I was yawning. How dare you? She said that Sean was her third choice. Um, but who's the first? Who was the first and the second? Oh, but like even now, it's just like I'm attracted to Otis. I think he's cute and he's like him in real life is not far from how he is in a character. Who are you talking like, about I, again? Otis. Otis. The yeah, Otis, Otis is very sweet. So I can understand why you're attracted to Otis, but you have an aesthetic. You like a big burly guy and i would imagine it has something to do with just their sheer presence the protection of it and joe comes in the play oh god god <laughs> in heaven i got i ain't gonna lie though she, he cut a promo and he had on a blue suit he had a white shirt on the top of it was open he had his bourbon or scotch or whatever he was drinking and he had a cigar, and I was like, I ain't gonna lie, he looked good in this one. <laughs> I can understand why she she fuck with him like that, cause he's this is hot. That's all right, right there. Call him a demon this time, so I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> he was he was small. He was Ziggler size. He Cody was little. Do y'all not remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. I don't think he's as little as you're acting like he was, though. No, he was small. He was small. I'm. I remember because I was watching it, and I'm like, he doesn't. He don't have no definition. It's not that he had to. It was just he was a small guy. Weight wise, he was a smaller guy. I liked the way he looked. Aesthetically, he was a nice looking dude, but wrestling wise he was just small to me and i was just like i i, I need mean, him to bulk up just a little bit just a, just a I mean, little bit there is a difference in body size between cody when he first got to wwe and Cody now so yeah there's oh yeah 100 percent. that's what i was talking about he said you know don what? said what dots are y'all connecting boy stop okay that is you have an evil kid we all have Randy B, your awakening is very much on brand for you. 
Okay. Extremely on brand. You know what? So I still get loves Randy Orton to the point of him doing no wrong in her eyes. I'll tell you what, Randy's awakening for me didn't start happening until after he broke up Legacy. Mm-hmm. When he really started to be like truly evil Randy and he started doing some of the most dastardly shit. Final form. I was like, okay, okay, Majin Boo, I see you. I see you. She said, he said, Jeff do give off golf alfalfa. No, he does not. No, he do not. That's wrong. Y'all wrong as no, hell. No, he better not be talking about Jeff. That's true. Jeff in 2003. Yeah. Uh, my mom always had a thing for Scott Hall. She thought Edge was so freaking cute. It was, oh. My mom thought things uh, uh, Seamus, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Not bad. He's just real white. What? It's like it's like a sheet of paper. <laughs> He's just real white, and I, I'm oh. like the contrast of our skin. That, uh, she's right. Cause I'm. Dark. <laughs> he's, just, he's just really white. Sick. <laughs> Sure, he's a nice. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but goddamn, <laughs> it's just okay. the visuals, the visuals. This is what okay. Jeff Hardy looked like in 2003. That's, uh, that's not alpha, but he's very attractive. He Jeff Hardy. He was so cute. Oh, like you knew he was crazy. The best he looked. You remember when they kind of, and I'm so mad that they never pulled the trigger fully for it, is when they were having that storyline with him and Trish. Yes. Ooh. I was that so bad. That is a deep, t- I don't even remember I was that. so, I was so, ups- you have that, you know, when people are like, this is my Roman, that is my fucking Roman Empire. Oh yeah. my God. I wonder if they really got out. Let me go find those episodes. Did they really do something? Like behind the scenes? I wonder if they were doing something. Like this weird torture artist thing. You knew he was a freak. But at the same time, you could bring him home to your mom and dad. And you know they would like him. And then she was just, and then she was like, you know, like this typical like hot girl. And I just, oh, they were just so cute. And I thought he was so, like, during that, like, that time, he was so attractive to me. And I don't know, it's because it was, like, it was, like, him and Trish and, like, the, oh, I love The residual of Trish Stratus rubbing all over him. That's pretty much what happened. It wasn't even. She kind of rubbed on him. And that made it, made it he was actually treating her like a, like a person because everyone else was just seeing her like as this like you know like sexy woman or whatever but Jeff did the one thing that no one else was doing her. I need to see that I don't remember that why don't I remember that oh it was there is attitude that's like I need to find them episodes oh, I'll, I'll figure it, it out 
I'm good to be on a mission. Hold on. I need to see it. I don't remember this. One time where, um, and Tori Wilson was trying to like come between like her and Jeff. Yeah. And, and she came up to Jeff and she, there was like that stupid paddle on a pool match. And she's like, oh, do you, and she had a paddle with her. And she's like, you want to help me warm up? And like Trish comes out of nowhere because, you know, it's like, <gasps> and you're like, hold up a second. She's like, what's this? And like Jeff throws up and he's like, Trish, she's got a paddle. She goes, oh, yeah, paddle this bitch. And she slaps the shit out of Tori Wilson. Damn. <laughs> like, ah! oh, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't remember this. Oh, why don't I remember this? They can't put everything on fucking on Google, and I'm like, Jesus. Jesus. Oh my God, I love this so much. So many happy memories. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the gift that they have on um <laughs> on tenor. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, you gotta show it. You gotta show it. Show it. Show it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm so excited. She's so happy. You mean the corner? Oh, okay, girl. <laughs> She's crazy. Like, look at them! <laughs> Don't you want to see these people have sex? No! <laughs> My mom should also knew something was up during this time. <laughs> oh, God. This is so sweet. This was so cute. Oh, shout out to... Oh. Um, to uh, to Tirza, today is her um anniversary to her um her boyfriend Malcolm, and I hope she's oh. having a good time. I'm having the feels right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> I love this so much, and that literally would always make me so happy. They literally. God, I'm fucking crying right now. Oh my god, y'all are so special. <laughs> It was just so sweet because it was someone who like treated her like a fucking person and not yeah. like a whole. Yeah. So she was and and everyone was treating her like, you know, she was like Vince's slut or whatever. And Jeff was the only one who would come and defend her and would like literally fight guys because they were calling her names. And Trish is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because you're a person, that's why, and I want to get to know you. And I was like, set the fucking standard fire, Jeffrey. Like, I have never heard the scream that Nicole just scrumped ever in life. You'll be dissing me in the and then she came out with them and did a little dance one time. Do you remember that, Nicole? <gasps> I can't. I <laughs> and she comes out with Jeff and she does a little dancey dance thing. I was like, oh! I am so. 
need to find it. I need to know what the year was so I can go back and find it. I don't know. Uh, that that was like a while. I'm that was like that's middle of the attitude middle era. Attitude era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that made me so happy though. Like, oh. I don't have many joys in my life. That that was that's that's that was a, that was one of them. That was just that sounded oh depressing. I didn't mean it all like that. I, that bad. Oh Jesus! Going back to the awakening, so y'all can be a little bit happier. This is what we talk about wrestling being emotional and stuff. It doesn't always have to be and nostalgic. It doesn't always have to be like a big title, and it could just be something that. Somebody saw on a raw back in t- early 2000s and it stuck with them forever. And they low key realize now why they set the standard so freaking high when it comes to certain people in their life. I mean, that she's right, that's true. It doesn't take oh, much. I love that. You me so happy. That needs well, now to be I'm gonna cry about it. That we put. Oh no, <laughs> no more waterworks. <laughs> Not even sad water, happy water work. Oh, and then it's like that, and then when Lita and Matt kiss for the first time on on screen, I screamed for that too. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, so I like vague. I vaguely remember watching that. I don't remember it at all. That was like in the ring and Lita came out because he was celebrating and like it was that, you know, because everyone was like, oh, they're Oh, and he was like all beat up. Yeah, and she ran out to to, like, she was the first one in the ring. She was looking over him and she's like, are you okay? You okay? And it's like emotions were going crazy. And like Matt grabs her and kisses her and she like backs up. She's like, whoa. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Lita just smiles and grabs him and kisses him right back. And it's like, God. Damn, that's a feel-good fucking story. Until it wasn't. That's why I got. But that's why I got so into like Mandy and Otis when they were having their little love story and the betrayal and all that stuff. And it's just that's oh, because we that. yes, and that's why it reminded me of that. I think yeah. that's why I was so attached to that. I love that story. I was very attached to that story like that forever. Storyline. And I know why, because a woman was on the on the writing team. She's the one who wrote it. That's, that's the reason why we got it. And I was like, finally, bunch of men back there. You know what someone told me up. once, and it, and it stuck with me? And they said, you want to know the difference between a man and a woman writing? I said, sure, what is that? And they said, if a man is writing the main character of something, they would write a guy like John Moxley. If a woman was writing something with a main character, they would use Adam Page. Well, yeah. They're not right. that, that checks. I like Hangman Adam Page, though. Very cute. I like him. And I like the you fact that he was a teacher. I was like, bitch, you was teaching? I thought you guys knew that. No! He was my teacher. I never miss a class, to be honest with you. Maybe. <laughs> he quit. He the the reason he stopped teaching. He he stopped teaching when he got signed to New Japan. Yeah, because you said it's because like he, he literally work. did it up until he showed up to Japan. Man, how cool would that be to say you was Adam Page? 
I mean, that'd Hangman is cool. just a nice dude overall, and that's that's what I think makes him so cool and attractive to a lot of people. But he's just that's- genuinely just a nice guy, and that that's the cool thing about it. Kayla wants to ask you a question, Alexis. She said. Do you know of any tea recommendations for cold and scratchy throats? Um, let me do some research on that, Kayla, because I'm kind of lacking when it comes to that kind of stuff. So um, I think we're uh, uh, gonna just um, hit me up. I know um, if you don't want to use tea, honey is a great way too. just take a teaspoon of it and just let it pour down your throat and it cuts, cut, like coats your throat and stuff like that. But also go get checked for strep throat because that shit's running wild already this this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla said that Grayson Waller was a history teacher before he became a wrestler. What? what? I, I, I can't believe that that's true. Let me do my I'm research. I'm going to look that up. My research. Ain't no way. Do research. But that might explain some things because history teachers are wild. Daryl wanted uh, to be a uh, I used to want to be a history teacher. I love history. It says that he was a history teacher on his Wikipedia page. What? It does say that on his Wikipedia How old is he? I, I don't know. Early 30s, right? Let me, let me see, because Wikipedia is pretty good about Literally, I typed in Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller teacher is the second thing that pops up. That's what comes up. <laughs> he was born in 1990. Uh, hey. He is 33 years old. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, that could, because he's only a year younger than me. Yeah, yeah. and he, his name is Matthew. Birth name is Matthew Farley, which... That fits him. I'm not mad about that. He looks like a Matthew. He's 6'3". Yeah, he's tall. I'm shocked he's not taller than that. I can see him being a history teacher. I could too. I could see him being a teacher. Did y'all see that weird Photoshop thing that was going around social media for a while where they were like, and I don't know if they were like AI or whatever, but it was like wrestlers with day jobs. And it was showing like Roman Reigns being the manager of a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that I, is so of, funny. Those AI pictures are a mess. They got one where The Rock and John Cena are like best friends and they're in the back of a damn limo and the, John Cena's dressed like he's to go to Miami and shake a bunch of Viagra pills at a bunch of bitches. It's weird. Well, that AI be shaking up some weird shit. I was, um, I always forgot. I want us to take one of the quizzes on the show, but there's this um, YouTube that I watch a lot. It's um, Stash Club Wrestling, and they do a lot of like quizzes. And I like watching them because I like taking it with them when they do it. And one of them was, um, it was like, guess the wrestler by their real name. Oh, and then like Grayson Waller was one of them. And then they have Rhea Ripley, which I like kind of didn't know her name, but 
like the way it sounded. I'm like, that sounds foreign. I feel like that's Rhea, and it was. I was like, I feel like I was like that. Look, so she, this sounds like this would be her name. Uh, I didn't have a crush on anybody in ECW. Like I said, those guys mm-hmm. weirded me out. I would say like Rey Mysterio. I always thought was kind of cute, but oh, like Mysterio, no. I always but thought I he was cute, but I was like yeah. he's short. I didn't find. I didn't see him in ECW, and ECW wasn't something that I enjoyed, so I didn't have any crushes in ECW at all. Blows my mind that y'all were like, you didn't like Raven? And I'm like, because we did that one, like, top five uh, something, and I mentioned Raven, and you're like, but he's in your wheelhouse. I'm like, no, because he always looked like he smelt like rotten cheese to me or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome. I got a lot of shit for that. Because I said I never found Seth Rollins attractive. I, I still low-key don't. I do. I think he's cute. I don't think he's ugly, though. I just am not attracted to him. Not a bad-looking dude. A yeah, I think he's a, he's a nice-looking guy. I'm just not attracted to him. Like, like okay. In The Shield, he's, like, the least attractive to me. But at the same time... If like okay, Seth kind of reminds me of the guy that you don't really have any feelings for, but it's like the more you hang out with them and the more you get to know them, like you're not you falling for him. You? Yeah, you're falling for him like emotionally and uh, mentally, and like one day you look at him and you're just like, wow, you know what? You're really cute. And I get what you're Because <laughs> I'm, if I'm being honest. I liked Dean the most out of all of the Shield members. Oh my God. When I saw Dean Ambrose for the first time, I was just like, <gasps> I forgot and it I was, was married. Really, when he was like, when he would smile, I was like, oh, he's cute. I didn't really care for Roman because there wasn't really much to Roman at the time. He didn't really exhibit much personality at that time. Well, I mean, but at the same time, we've also seen. Sorry if I have my headphones on. I gotta go get my dog. But at the same time, we've seen like we saw Roman's kind of built before. We've seen the dark, mysterious, brooding guy with the long hair and blah blah blah. We've seen that. That wasn't. But, it wasn't that. Like I mean, physically he was attractive. Okay. Um, but, but there Ambrose? was something about Ambrose that was just very alluring to me, and I was infatuated with him. I loved him. And then I liked Seth because Seth had that brash, brooding personality. He stood out in their group. And it wasn't just because he was the architect, but it was just the way he carried himself. He stood out. And he was the best of all three of them. He just, wrestling-wise, he was good. He still is. Mm -hmm. And I was just like- I'll never take away from the guy's wrestling. Only thing I didn't I mean, like was the fact that he kept letting that blonde streak break off on his hair. And I was like, I need you to do something about that. I need you to get some conditioner, something, bitch, treatment, do something. Your hair's breaking off. You don't I mean, see like, that? I mean, even now, it's just kind of like, I like how Seth really just, he like just has this I don't give a fuck attitude. Like this lady got all super offended on Instagram because 
wrestle when he came out in his WrestleMania gear. The one thing I love about Seth now is that he's pushing gender boundaries because he uh, he honestly just does not give a flying fuck. Shout out like to King Roy. <laughs> yeah, when he came out with the with the puffy ass coat, I'm like, all right, bitch, like okay. And then he took it off and he had like that BDSM shit on and it was pink and I was like, I loved it. Oh, and then this one lady, she's like, well, why is he wearing that? I'm like, because he can. Well, he shouldn't wear it anyway. I'm like, you know what? You're just trying to bait me into a fight. You're just mad because Seth Rollins pulled this look off better than you ever will. And I'm not even like, but I mean, it's like, I like, but out of the three guys I was attracted to the most when it came to the shield, it was definitely Ambrose. He was, was so Dean. cute. I love he him. had he had dimples. Like I had thing for grown men with dimples. I can't help it. He's so cute. And he's like very he was very chill and nothing seemed to like really get to him. And he was funny. Yeah. And it was just oh he was but he was so the hot head of the group. He he was he was the he lunatic was so hot, friend, though. as they called him. But he then so hot, when he though. left and he came back and he had bulked up, and I was like, oh shit. There was like this meme. It was like Dean uh, Ambrose's workout schedule when he was injured. It's like, wake up, 6 a.m., breakfast, 6 30, 7 to 10, workout, 10 30, eat a whole steer, 10 30, <laughs> or no, 12. 12 to 3, workout, 3 for the rest of the day, cuddle Renee. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't I be surprised. I was like, damn, Dean, you ain't have to kill him. Like, what the fuck? But no, I, I just, he just appealed to me more than Roman or Seth did. And I hate to say that Roman was the last. I liked Roman. But if I'm being completely honest... Once Roman hit his tribal chief shit, that's when Roman became really sexy. Like, oh Lord, here we go. Like, okay, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I like that. But, but I mean, he just—I like a guy who can command a room. Who has he has some presence when he speaks? You listen. You're listening to him. I also like a guy who he's really content within himself. He doesn't need a lot of attention to be great. He doesn't need people fawning over him. He's okay with who he is. And that's very attractive. So my attraction wanes depending on the person. Um, Nika asked, uh, do y'all think Triple H was cute back then? Never thought he was a great No, then. I never thought he was. He had amazing hair. I think I he looks know. I think he looks better. I think he looks better now. Older, yeah, he does. Um, but back in the day, he, the only thing I really liked about Triple H was his hair. His hair was always on point. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with it, but it was never split Andy. It was always cut right. He he was he was he used to keep himself together. Was he attractive? Look up, look up a picture of Triple H as terrorizing. If you want to see some hair, that's what you need to look up. 
it's funny because some of them people really need the age. Like Christian's that same way. I like I said, Christian is ten times more attractive to me now than he ever I was in his twenties and thirties. He looks amazing. Like some men need to age. Yeah, in order for them to to really just dive into their looks. Yeah, because when Christian was younger. Baby. I was like, ooh, no, I said, I'm not struggling. into this. But when he started aging, I was like, oh, okay. The, when he cut his hair, he really, yes, he, he really get it really honed in on his look. This is what Triple H looked like looked like back in 2003. He had an amazing body. He did. Triple H. I give him that. I was not attracted to him though. I wasn't attracted to Triple H. He had a big ass nose. And I was like, <sighs> That's gonna get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that. Which you know, which has come back to haunt me because the guys that I find attractive all got big fucking noses. <laughs> Plus Triple H was a little dumb got a fucking nose. He used to do some do dirty he ass. He got my shit. nerves. He used to do some of the dirtiest shit back in the day. And uh, the only time I really Really enjoyed watching Triple H back in the day is when him and Stephanie was was at odds because that shit was funny. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, I loved Ambrose. Ambrose was great. Another man who's fantastic hair is AJ Styles. AJ Styles hair is always great. I don't know what his wife is um, doing with his hair and the shampoo and conditioner, but baby, he, <laughs> she is giving. She is giving. Okay. Now, let us talk about what happened with Sexy Red today on Twitter. All right. So a fan created a video um, of Jay coming back at, I think it was Payback when Cody brought Jay Uso back and they put her song Ski Yee over that video and had an AI rendition of Michael Cole saying it like Jay Uso was hyping up the song Ski Yee and had the crowd going off to the song. Sexy Red saw it and said, I want to see this happen for real at WWE when y'all gonna invite me. And Jay Uso seemingly, well, the Uso's account responded a usos account responded i'm not sure if this is the usos personal account because twitter has verification no that's their account no that's their account all right so they say hell yeah you invited special guests so <laughs> everybody's hyped because wwe's been getting a lot of looks as of lately especially due to what they did in NXT this past Tuesday. <laughs> God bless you, you did the Lord's work for us. Anyways, so if you haven't been paying attention, Tony Khan has been on a, I don't, he's been on a tear as of lately. On his Twitter, he has been tweeting out the weirdest shit and just looking like a sore loser at the best. At best, he's been looking at a sore loser. Now, this tweet came out 
in 2000 and um this year on august 28th and he was upset at the fact that the ticket count for um they're all in um london special is at 81,000 and it was touted at 90 plus thousand um but after they did everything that they did with the numbers it actually was lower than what they projected and tony khan is just like i'm still trying to figure out how all of that add up he's been on the news literally been everywhere just talking mad shit all over his twitter I was just like, um, maybe we could just like, you know, calm down a little bit, you know, just relax. But he's been on a tear. He has been on a tear for whatever reason. He has been in his feelings. Um, he said about nine hours ago that the active this week, two active decades long rating streaks from two great legends were ended. With all due respect, until this week's head to head AEW on TBS versus WWE on USA, neither John nor Undertaker had ever been on a WWE show with under 1 million total views plus under 400K in the demo. He also said, <laughs> per tonight's MLB results, it's now official that this weekend, Saturday night, AEW Collision is on its regularly scheduled time slot. So they're going to move Collision back to Saturdays. Okay. Um, a fan tweeted them and said, the difference is that Vince has the power and influence to take them cheap shots. He's earned the right to make them. Tony Khan is Vince if you order him from Timu. God damn. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> what? You can shop like a billionaire, but you'll get the cheapest tat doing so. Tony Khan said, responded and said, yes, Vince allegedly used his power and influence to shoot a lot of shots. And he just keeps, you know, going on and on and on. Um, huh. So to keep this short and sweet so we don't stay on this for too long, um, Baby, it's been a while since he's been in his feelings, to be fair. Um, he said it is finished. <laughs> you still thinking about your awakenings? Well, girl, when you figure it out, let us know, okay? What does that man, does that man sleep? When does that man sleep? I don't know. With the way he runs AEW and how he operates in terms of him being the CEO of his company. He also is the creative director. He also is the general manager and he is the head booker for his company. He wears so many hats that he really doesn't have the opportunity to sleep. I'd be surprised if he got any sleep to be fair, but that also lends some credence to why there's so much chaos backstage in AEW and why we keep hearing, um, about people's experience being there and it not being the greatest thing that they 
were, you know, a part of. Like, you hear it in WWE often, but it's never really amongst the talent that you hear the issues with with WWE people. A lot of the problems that they have an issue with is higher-ups. They don't like the heavy, heavy micromanaging and control that WWE does. But when you think about when people tell their story about being in AEW, it is very, very heavily reliant on the fact that there is a lot of clicky situations going on and they have a lot of peer interactions that they don't necessarily like and they don't feel like there's a clear direction of where AEW is heading or specifically going. So that's a big problem and and that that shows in their product and what we see on tv it's it's very prevalent and i i think nicole has been saying it for a while that they have to find a direction and focus on that direction what is the goal move towards the goal and then you need to make sure you have continuity with your goal And also, they need to utilize their wrestlers better. And a cautionary tale for this particular situation here with WWE is I see a lot of fans are like, oh, well, they had to go and grab John Cena and they had to grab um, The Undertaker and they had to do all this extra stuff to get NXT up over 500,000 views a night. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true. Um, NXT has been pretty consistent on their views, putting Dom on the show, pushed it up, putting Rhea on the show every other week, pumped it up. And of course, having Becky Lynch over there as champion, that also pumped it up. But before they even started adding main roster talent to NXT, those numbers were growing. It may not have been growing as quickly as they wanted it to, but they grew. And the point is that the difference between NXT and AEW and how they were able to command the audience the way that they did was that the legends that we saw weren't the focal point of the show. Yeah, we saw a match between Asuka and Roxanne. It was a good match. Asuka gave Roxanne her props. Majority of that match, Roxanne was the one who had a lot of good showing in that match. Asuka did great as she always does. We expect nothing less from her. Okay, but then when you look at the next match after that, you didn't miss anything, Alexis. You're still muted, though. (laughs) Sorry, I had an issue that I uh, you're fine. Had to take care. But when you look at the matches after that, the Brawl and Bruce match with the pub match was fire. That was one of the best matches of the night. You had the title defense with Ilya Dragunov. Ilya fought against Dominic Mysterio. It was a good match. They had Judgment Day come out there. Trick came out there. But the hey, focal point wasn't... Let's say congratulations about our 300th episode. Congratulations. Oh, uh, thanks, Harley. Oh, thank you. Uh, going back here in the episodes and hearing your voice change, man, it makes me cry. Right. <laughs> yeah, that... yeah, but... Thanks for being part of the show sometimes, kiddo. Yeah. Like, say hi. Thank right, you. Bye, babe. Bye. It's just known her- it's, the whole the whole show wasn't about them. So 
and that, and they were able to keep going with what they had been doing prior to them coming. They just added a little spice. That was all. So Tony's problem is he couldn't maintain what he started in the first hour of AEW for their show. AEW, from what I understood, they lost a significant number of viewers heading into the second hour. And then a lot of it was very convoluted and some of the matches were unnecessary and they just didn't have any rhyme or reason to them. Um, he's just got to do better. And if I were him, I would hand the reins over to somebody who could do the job. You got people back there who know how to book, who know how to create stories. Let them do it. Why are you the one who is facilitating everything? You know damn well that that does not work out well in your favor. Look at your predecessors. When it happened with your predecessors, the show, the, the damn, the entire company's collapsed. Everything. You have to be smarter than that. And nobody's asking for AEW to be destroyed. It's quite the opposite, but we can't ignore the glaring problems that is that is happening with you right now. And you're too ignorant to see it because everybody's around you is saying, yeah, you're doing great. They're not telling you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. What you have is a decent opportunity to be a real competitor against WWE, but you are squandering it by consistently hiring older WWE talent instead of building up the talent that you have. With the idea of you having access to New Japan, some of the greatest wrestling talent in the world, and you're not able to capitalize on that and make it an effective competitor against your predecessor is mind-boggling to me my thing is just with this um he wants to push i don't know if y'all have said this to apologize if i am repeating anything it's just from what i saw that tweet was that again tony khan is trying to put the blame on anything else except his own shortcomings that's all that it is and even if they didn't announce taker or John Cena, or Paul Heyman? Is he really not believing the power of Twitter? Because all it took was, all it would take is one person to say, holy shit, John Cena's on NXT, or let's even spice up the deal a little bit more, holy shit, Cody's coming out to open NXT. What do you think's gonna happen? People are gonna flip over to the channels and see it. I honestly, I... I have I can't do anything with him except laugh at him anymore because this is just showing that he has no idea what he's doing, not as only a businessman, but as the CEO of a massive company like AEW. And it's just like, you know, you saw people on Twitter who were watching both of them. So you know what? They were just doing the right thing. Cool. But look at the card that you had going up against that. It didn't matter if these, like I said earlier, it didn't matter for now. All it would take was people who would be flying over to NXT to see what was going on. And it's like, like the thing that hurt me was you were going to use Edge or Adam or whatever what he's going as anymore, right? Yeah, he's going by Adam. If I call him used to calling him edge calling him adam sounds really really weird 
Well, but that's his name, man. Calling <laughs> this man almost like twenty some odd years. Okay, like it's you it's can still call him Edge. It's just legally AEW can't call him Edge. That's why he's the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland. <laughs> See what I did there? Hey. <laughs> the jokey jokes tonight. But I mean, it's like I you hyped like two weeks. You're going to make him go through this bullshit stuff with Christian. And his first match in your company was against Luchasaurus? To be fair, Luchasaurus is a part of Christian's little situation. But Me personally, I would have had him debut in a different part. Like, I don't know. I would have had him debut against Samoa Joe or something. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, Christian and Edge have a past or whatever. And that's fine. You know, nobody's like shitting on that. But it's just, it's been I seen mean- before. We've seen Christian and Edge go at it before. We know where that's headed we know what that's capable of so that's not going to be a draw for about i'd say about 50 percent of your audience because we're all older and we've all seen edge and christian go at it multiple times we don't need to see that now honestly and i get it because you know they're like if we started this business together we're gonna go out together and you know he always said that he wanted christian to be his last match which i get that okay you you go do your little whatever my thing is when you were saying the X W E house or they're booking everything and it's not making sense because like oh who was it? I caught something at W. It was oh it was Eddie Kingston. And like I guess like Jay Lethal's got him a little crew now that consists of that one tall dude that showed up for like no reason. <laughs> Jeff- Karen Jarrett and like somebody else. And yeah, like, they they've been together for a while, and I I don't get it, but whatever. Like, why is Karen? Like, why is Jeff Jarrett still here? Why is Karen Jarrett still here? They what are they, they, they still had them wrestling. They Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are a tag team, if I recall. I mean, the call. Well, they are. Yeah. Okay. So why why am I seeing? on TV than actual freaking tag teams that have been with you guys since day one. I don't even remember them talking about best friends too much. I know best friends and them came out when um, Orange Cassidy won that um, AEW International Championship back. And I was like, that's cool. You know, um, I was like, well, I ain't, I ain't seen them in title contingency yet. They had an opportunity once, I think. Because they were they were getting injured and that and I don't know if it's just because of that, but they had that stadium stampede thing, and that was like the last the last major thing. It it just irks me because because they could do great, but honestly, I think it's Tony at this point holding them back. Well, not to dwell too much on Tony and AEW. He, he'll he either learn or the ship is going to sink, unfortunately. I hate that for them. I hope not. I'd rather they do a coup and get rid of his ass first. They need to at this point because he obviously something is wrong and he is unfit. 
and I'm yeah. being like completely serious. Like some obviously something is wrong. There you are a CEO of a whole company. Why like why are you sitting here replying to people and like literally moving and it's not even moving goalposts like trying to like find a rhyme or reason like it's okay but also at the same time it's like AEW is very cold right now. It has been cold for weeks now. Months. If he put as much energy into the as um tweeting as a woman, he would we probably see more than like one woman's match a night. He is so unfucking hinged and it's insane. It's like how can you, I couldn't like your staff isn't going to respect you. And like, I talked to, I have that going on with like one of like my other uh, managers, like, and I was like talking to them of like how, what you share and how you portray yourself, even though they know that you're there, that you're their leader, they're not going to hold you to a standard and not going to respect you because of what you're doing and how you're portraying yourself. She's right. He needs to have some type of decorum. And and someone had an amazing tweet. I forgot what. Oh, I, I need to find it. But basically, he said, the one thing that makes me mad is that when he tried to make reference about, um, to- and this is Tony, about um, Vince's like, you know, alleged um, rapes and all that. He was like, he's not even saying this to like support the victims. He's like, I don't even think he cares about the victims. He's just saying it as an I got you to Vince. Which is disgusting in itself. Yes, which I was like, you know what? I was like, I 100% agree with that. And that's another issue that I have because Obviously, if he was really that gung-ho, there's quite a few people. If he was that that upset and making um about someone who was like, you know, being a fucking creep or whatever, there's quite a few people who would not work there. And Don Callis is one of them. Darby Allen, too. And Darby uh, Allen is one of them. Just saying. Don Callis is one of the reasons too. that Scarlett left. Wait, what did Don Callis do? He's being a, a being a fucking creep. Yeah, he looked like the type that that looks like a shitty promoter. You know how you watch we watched Spider Man and Spider Man was wrestling and that dude tried to pay him like a hundred dollars to wrestle in that match with a bone saw. Mm-hmm. He looked just like that dude, just shifty, gross. Yeah, Mm-mm. and. And so, you know, and I, you know, this is, that's a whole conversation for another time. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, he needs to get his shit together. He is obviously not, does not have the mental facilities to fully run a company like this. And I'm being completely frank. She's right. He cannot separate himself. He does not know how to be professional. He does not know how to fucking have decorum. And that's what happens when you're a rich child who Mm -hmm. has gotten everything you have ever wanted in your entire life. And this is including this company. And no one has told you no. You have 
had no, you have no reason to have any true work ethic. You've been surrounded about, um, by people, your life for so many times that tell that never tell, you no. And you, and when you encounter things that don't go your way or aren't how you picture them and you can't change it, you freak the fuck out. And that's exactly what he's doing. Like he legitimately, and I don't say, and I don't mean this to be insulting and I don't mean to um, insult people who obviously have mental health issues. I am uh, one of those many people, but he legitimately needs help. Like, he needs fucking help. Well, isn't AEW trying to get... Something's going on with their contract, right? Like, they're trying to be picked up by, like, a streaming service or something yes. like that? Yes, yeah, they're trying to be picked up by a streaming service, which is... And then that's another thing where, like, yes, like, they did, like, have the ta- have Taker and all that shit, but they also don't realize, and all three of us have talked about this, how... They are also trying to get picked up by a network. That's what that really was about. I don't. That's think- what that really was about. And Tony is so. It's like they were killing two birds with one stone with that. Because if they, because uh, this is the thing, I was like, you're you had Jade show up at um at Fastlane. That was a nice little touch, right? But she didn't show up on Monday Night Raw, as far as I remember. And no, she didn't. Wait, then you wait till NXT. I was like, mm. now NXT's that wasn't their their season premiere. Friday is SmackDown season premiere premiere, and then Monday, Monday is Raw, and that's when I think she's gonna show up. Right. I think she's showing up on Raw. So like you, you have to. Where you're thinking about it in a linear sense of it's a direct um fight between AEW and NXT. It really isn't because NXT is gonna keep rolling and doing what they were doing, and that's what I was talking about earlier. If it was just about Tony Khan and them stacking the deck against them, the focal point would have been about the legend. That wasn't the case. They were a helper agent to what they were already producing on the show. And they were they're trying to showcase potential buyers. This is what we could potentially do at a random night. This is a two, this is a random Tuesday. This ain't even a special night for us. We put everybody we can find on the show. If you give us the opportunity, we can give you steady views over 500000 every week. But on those nights where you want something big, we can give you something big. And, like, to throw in, if I was for, like, some major major, I don't know, let's say Fox. Mike. Alexis, I can't hear you. You're going in and out. You're breaking up a little bit. Hear me? Yeah. There's just a lot of clinging around back there, too. Um, no, what my thing was just like, you're looking to be picked up, right? Like, AEW wants to get picked up by somewhere new. Why? As if I was in, so, so like, say if I was in charge, right? Of like just say Fox. Fox doesn't want to renew with WWE, but you know they need something for that Friday time slot. 
let's look at AEW. If I was on that, and you know how they do like investigation and work like that. Like, okay, Vince, Vince's things was definitely not a good look when they were doing this merger, but it happened, whatever, okay? If I was someone on a professional level at Fox and I saw Tony Khan acting like this, I would honestly be like, I would not want to do business with this man because he looks like he cannot take any like negative feedback because he's on here acting like a spoiled child, like Nicole has said, and we have stated that multiple times. He's acting like a child who's yes to hearing or who's used to hearing yes every single time. And if I was a guy at Fox, I would be like, if you want this, you gotta you gotta stop with the Twitter fingers. Like someone's gonna have to take over your account. You're not allowed to access it. Someone else will do your posting for you. Like it, that would be it. And it's just like, also you have to think about this. Not even the wrestlers, because we we have a feeling that a good chunk of them don't respect him back there anyway. So they probably don't care unless their paychecks start getting um, messed around with. How would you like it to be works in the back of AEW or the higher ups in AEW when you go on Twitter and you see your boss acting like this? They don't seem to have no issues with it. I mean, they're not going to say nothing even if they did. Um, a lot of them have an undying loyalty to Tony Khan. Which is um, really cult-like, but it's like, okay, but if that was any other job, say like um, I'm just going to use sports for example, because this is also a thing I'm going to mention. If the owner of the Seattle Krakens came out after the Krakens would say like the Krakens lost a game. That's a and hockey thing. Yes. I'm trying to teach Nicole hockey terms. <laughs> I, have to, I have to start. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Two games out. I don't know if they're in the same division or anything like that. But say the Kraken and the Seattle Kraken and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are hockey teams, like has some weird one-off thing. So that sometimes the NHL does that. And the Kraken lost. What would you do if, like, or any kind of sports teams for that matter, if, like, their owner got on there and started coming up with all these bullshit excuses as to why the Kraken lost, even though I watched the game and thousands and thousands of other people watched the game and they were like, wow, they're playing really ultra shitty. If they lose, they deserve to lose this. And that's the other thing, too. The NHL season openers had just started the, on Tuesday, and you had four big games going back to back to back. You had two, and games. you had baseball playoffs. Yeah, and one of them was the Phillies. Yeah, no, no wrestling was going to get a fucking million. I'm sorry. They came damn close. They came the damn close. Yeah, they, they that was way higher than I thought they were going to be. They had the Pittsburgh Penguins playing. They had the New Jersey Devils playing. They had the Las Vegas Golden Knights playing, which were uh, the Stanley Cup champs from last season. So everyone's going to fucking watch that game because it's like that's how you determine apparently by game one how they're going to play all season. Uh, what did I say, Tampa Bay Lightning? 
but they but they had big games they had big teams playing out there and people are going to watch that i was like you know so i mean and then like what's your excuse with nba and yes and tnt and nba always brings the big ratings to tnt NXT in the first place because hockey last season. I don't. How many more excuses are you going to give? And Probably you know, more. I know. I know that he he really do need to. Nicole's right. He doesn't have no concept of um of really being a professional like. You can say what you want to about Vince, but I ain't never seen Vince online arguing with fans about nothing. I said he has a show. <laughs> he has two shows left in the week. <laughs> Why aren't you worried about Rampage, which is tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And you got Collision the next day. Collision. And- it's not even my friend who paid twenty dollars for tickets told me earlier. Oh, I have to text him back. Sorry, Vaughn. Um, literally got a fucking upgrade. Because guess what? The tickets not selling out. There's no asses in seats. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm gonna see. I'm I'm almost positive there, there's gonna be plenty of tickets left on um Saturday. I'm gonna if I get out of work on time, I was just gonna go straight there. I would go. I knew Joe was showing up, and if like a couple of other people are like were showing up, but I'm through a whole fucking show of same people. I don't want to see. He told me who was the main event. It's like Edge and someone. Hold on, or I'm acting like I can't look at my phone. I, I mean, you're going up against WWE I want to see what you do tomorrow. You're going to make them same excuses tomorrow? Because you've been losing the WWE on Fridays. <laughs> and collision numbers have been horrible. Well, I hate to say it, but that's due to the fact that CM Punk is no longer there. Um, No, the main event for um, Collision is Christian versus Brian Danielson. I might need to see that, so I might go if I can get if I can get out on time. If I can buy a ticket, I'm gonna go. I love oh. Christian, but I'm I'm not. I'm trying to see Daniel Bryan kill himself in the ring. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. I just if I knew who was gonna be there because like when I uh. They have everybody who is going to be like, oh, damn. Okay. There's a lot of people I want to see. Like, I want to see the people who I want to see. I want to see Eddie Clemson. I want to see Dan Housen. Like, I want to see the people who want to see Orange Cassidy. But it's like, they make it very, very hard for you to want to go spin your money. To see that, you know. I get what you're saying. 
that yeah that no that's a that's a good point because that's how I feel about their women's division. Yeah, I would love to see Tony Storm live. I'm scared that I would only see her for sixty seconds. Yeah, and I'd be so freaking (laughs) upset by that. What what happened? She had a nice little. She was. It was a character piece that she had where she was doing her silent story. It was a silent movie, and instead of them playing it, it was a small silent movie. It wasn't like an hour. They played it during a picture in the picture commercial. Oh, that's fucking dirty, man. And I was like, okay, Tony's like the best thing going you got in your women's division. I'm not saying that you should make her champion again, but she's a good face character right now, good anti-hero character. You got a lot of wiggle room. You could be building her up. Have her go up against Nyla Rose and let them fight it out for a little while. Like, you could be doing a lot of things, a lot of time that you could fill up on your shows that you give to people who I feel like they don't deserve it. Like, I don't really care about Roderick Strong and what he got going on. So stupid. Some people do. I do not. And that was another thing I was saying in the other group chat about Roderick. Like, there's a real, a big reason why Adam Cole and MJF are cold right now, and that is because you didn't pull the trigger when you needed to. And instead of making MJF be the, your, your aggressor, you should have made it cold, and Cole should have been turned off MJF. But you added in Roderick Strong and made it this weird love triangle between the three of them, and it just seems odd and out of place to me. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand what this is for or what 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 do you what do you want to do with this? It's not it's not working. Not for me. I feel like you could have moved in a different direction. If you wanted to have strong in there, you could have had strong as Adam Cole's right hand man, like he always was. He works better when he's working off of someone else. He does not work well when he's by himself. Um, that he's getting dragged for. Yeah, yes, and also I don't know. There's something I wanted to add to that, and I completely I love Roderick Strong. Roger Strong trying to say this in a nice way. Roderick Strong is not going to put asses in seats. So you can't have this big whatever they're trying to attempt with someone like that. And I mean mean that in the best possible way. Bell to Bell, Roger Strong, Roderick Strong is one of the best people on that roster. I agree with that. 100%. He is top and I want to say he's top three, honestly. In the ring. On that on that roster, hands fucking down. But he has the charisma of a fucking used tampon. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> There's our unofficial member of Dow for the Count, our 300th episode. There you go. <laughs> Oh, 
know why he says that's funny. It's true. <laughs> He's so accurate. <laughs> Love him. Love him. Amazing wrestler. <laughs> but my god, that nigga is boring as fuck. <laughs> okay to laugh at that, being sure. I mean yes. It's just he just doesn't he doesn't have the charisma to be the guy to carry a show. He works better when he's working off of somebody. And he needs to be off of somebody like Adam Cole. Adam Cole is always in his bag when he's hunting for something or maintaining it. That's not happening right now in AEW. So what we have here is a failure to book correctly. You got And now his like, ankle is fucked up. Oh, that makes it even worse. He been getting injured more than a little bit. What the fuck is going on? It's like he has like he had to get surgery. Like it was bad. So it's like and that's what makes me mad. And that's why I have like such a gripe with Tony. And that's why I'm like, he does not need to be like it's okay for him to be C CEO, but someone needs to he can't he should not be involved in any with booking with none of that. He should not have a handle that anywhere. Someone needs to take the keys because he does not know how to AEW is cold because they don't know how to build storylines that don't last for fucking two years. Yep. And he does not know how to be professional. I agree. That's that's true, Don. Don said, Don said his peak was when he was fighting against UE, and that was back in his NXT days. And then he said, and UE saved him because he was going nowhere. I mean, Roderick Strong, though wrestling wise, is an excellent. Not wrestler. a lot of people can touch Roderick Strong ring. I will give him that hundred percent. That's true. Like he he's very very good in the ring there's not there's not a lot of people who are close to what he's capable of and i i love watching roderick strong wrestle that that's never been a, a question but him being at the in a storyline where he is a, a actual character that has that has pivotal moments in the story no no he needs to be the kind that is He's a hanger on. He's the one who helps the story along, but he's not he's not a focal point. He he doesn't need to do that. Like who wants to hear him fucking speak? Like he is out there crying. From I'm what I literally know. who ask somebody, what is your favorite Roderick Strong promo? Alexis, what is your favorite Roderick Strong promo? <laughs> Best promos? <laughs> Roderick's best promo, yeah. Do you have one? Um no. <laughs> exactly. That that just that proved my point. He like 
And again, Tony Storm is really in her fucking bag right now. Yep. I'd be like, fuck MJF, no offense to him, sort of, kind of. She's the main event. There was a time where MJF was the the guy. But you didn't. And honestly, who gives a fuck about Sheeta? That belt should have low-key went back to Tony, and I'm being serious. If they were going to make somebody a three-time, why is it on Sheeta? Put it on Tony. Well, that's a whole that's a whole storyline that makes sense right there. And you kind of have Tony teeter the line as a, a character with that because she could exactly. go her face by whoever she's going up against, and I that would be kind of fun and that that'd be main event worthy with Tony. Like you really, yeah. I almost take back everything I said about Tony Storm, but just because I'm not of this doing that. I will give. I, I won't go that far, but I'll give her her flowers right now. I'll give her props that she's doing exceptionally well right now. But I stand by <clears> what I said about Tony. Yeah, said almost everything. And the thing with me, <clears throat> I said this to someone on Twitter. And the thing about me, I will really say this shit to these people. Yeah. And I would tell Tony, I said, bitch, you in your bag, but you was fucking up for a lot of years. Yeah. But you can wrestle, though. I see you was wrestling good, but you messy bitch. She's been able to build a character. And like I said, sometimes people have to find their stride. And it seemed like Tony's found her stride. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This is a gimmick. I don't think anybody has done in like recent wrestling times. If I forgot, I'm, I apologize. Or if you were like, on no, the I lower... don't think nobody's done that gimmick either. I've never seen that gimmick before. Like small indie company that we've haven't seen, uh, you know, whatever. But it's like, this is so a lot of things about Tony Storm. But it is beautiful. I love how she's doing this and people are getting into it. Like I heard um people at AEW handing tits out, tits out, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> it's- oh, and a watch for the other shoe thing and then toss what? it, throw that fucking shoe at Renee. Loved it. That's, that's amazing. Oh, tits out. Shoe. And then she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But she looks like why ain't the belt on her? Maybe I I can't answer that for you. If they were gonna take it off of Soraya, put it on her. I don't know how much it hurt for Ruby to say that Sierra Sierra or whatever her fucking name is is the most dominant woman in the AW. No, that bitch probably believes that shit. I don't think think it hurt her at all. I agree with Nicole, because, I mean, if if we are to believe what we are are seeing and what we're being told, I don't like people be licking ass back there. I mean... They they be licking each other's cooters back there. That's all I mean. Not in a positive way. And I'm all for, you know... Collective cooter licking, but that's not <laughs> a good. Idea. Not collective. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's so stupid. 
makes it funny is she be serious. I am serious. Else can they trust that foot on? Is like what you guys said with um with John back in the pandemic, and I got tired of. Who else can they trust to carry something good? Because they put that bet on Soraya, and it did absolutely nothing. Like, it gave her a feel-good moment at home. But in reality, what did it do for the AEW women's division? What did it do for ratings? What did it do for people actually giving a fuck about the women back there? Absolutely it nothing. It wasn't about the women. That's the point. It wasn't it was about, about they always show the women there. It was about her getting her moment. And that's Soraya... Sarai had two title. She had that um, title a little over a month. She had two title defenses. Only one of them was successful. That is sick. Yep. Meanwhile, I got Orange Cassidy. That's fucking stupid. I'm mad. I'm so mad about that. Been about this. You had Orange Cassidy, who was over there with this title. 220 something days the man did everything you asked him to he was on tv he was on the pay-per-views he was being <clears throat> absolutely jack shit for him meanwhile jericho could come out and do some stupid 20-minute promo and get these dumb gimmick matches and run around there like fucking idiots meanwhile he's holding it down people are going crazy for him he loses to a match he loses a match to Mox, but Soraya, Soraya, Paige, No Neck, whatever the fuck her name is, being praised bare <laughs> fucking minimum. But no one said anything about Cassidy holding that title for as long as he did and making it fucking relevant because I kept forgetting the title was there. I can't stand that scissor be daddy shit and Nicole loves it and I hate it. Oh lord. I'm glad it worked for the acclaimed. I'm happy that they got over. I still don't like Max Caster, but I'm glad that they found something that they and they stride with. But I can't stand that scissor me daddy shit. They made more about the acclaimed one, and no offense to the acclaimed, they made a big more big deal about the acclaimed winning those tag titles than they did with with Orange having that type or having his title. And then he drops it to Mox. Mox has that match with Phoenix. And there's that issue with the referee because Mox got a fucking concussion in that match. That's why he's out. But, the, you know, ref being dumb in that thing, whatever. I sent you guys that. I don't know if you talked about that or not. We didn't. And we didn't bring it up. So what happened was Phoenix and Mox were having this match and Phoenix hit Mox with his finisher. Mox kicked out even though he wasn't supposed to. And you could tell when the camera looked at him, he had this real glazed over look on his face. And you're like, oh, he's fucked. You know, like you can automatically tell he's not all there, you know, like snap your fingers, no one's home. The ref let Phoenix hit him with his finishing move again, count to three, instead of just telling Phoenix to cover him. And he won the title from Mox, and then he dropped it like a two a week or two later back to Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is what I mean. They have no contingency plan. Mox is touching protocol, and it's because of these fucking refs in AEW2, and it's the same one. I have to go back and re-find it, but I sent it to y'all 
y'all that it's just the same ref that keeps doing these shitty ass matches and he's been called out on it before but it's just like what the fuck so you guys don't know what you're gonna do you 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 wouldn't even give ray phoenix a fucking chance but no i mean no shame the to cassidy he did great but you know they ain't doing anything with the fucking lucha brothers right now so why not give one of them a solo run Like that said to me. Well, I mean, I you're right. It's, I can't get mad anymore because it's Tony is really just showing his ass and he's showing these his stupidity. And even or what? <sighs> well, they are when the paychecks start cut, like coming dry because you know who is loyal. ECW, the ECW, they were all faithful and loyal, and loyal till Heyman stopped paying all their fucking checks. So we'll see how long they remain faithful because contracts are coming up. Uh, I, I, I think it's fuck. <clears throat> and Bischoff has been trying to tell him for months. He has. But he's been acting so shitty like, oh, well, what does he know? He knows a lot. He ran two companies in the ground. You he should sure listen did. to him. <laughs> and I'm not even being funny. Like, I would listen to him because I was like, I'm trying to make sure I was to do what you was doing, homie. Right. I see you like, doing real good right now, OG, but I'm trying to make sure you not, I don't do what you do, so you tell me what you did. And I'll do the opposite. But he's doing the same. And Bischoff is trying to tell him, please, don't do the same. I did that. I'm trying to tell you, don't do that. And you're not listening. So I think you're a fucking idiot. And that's literally what it is. You know what it takes Jim Cornette and Vince Russo to agree? You know how crazy it is for them to agree on one thing. And the one thing they agree on is that Tony Khan does not know what the fuck he's doing. Cornette has years now, and Russo's been low-key saying it too. If you're going to listen to anybody, fucking listen to, like Nicole said, listen to Bischoff, but also listen to fucking Russo. It's because of their hubris that shit, like, we lost WCW, and we almost lost Impact. And Impact's now the one making the most moves and people want to watch. Oh, that's one thing I do want to talk about so we can stop talking about AEW because there's only so much Tony Khan needs to fix and he sucks we can talk about. <clears throat> I saw a tweet where somebody said it's sad that people still watch Impact now. And I was like, um, Impact is fucking lit, okay? If you're not watching Impact, I don't know what to tell you. The shit going on with Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander is entertaining as fuck, okay? These motherfuckers been in a pissing match for weeks. <laughs> Alex Shelley's still trying to prove that he can beat Josh Alexander, which it's been proven that he cannot. <laughs> okay? The women's division is always popping over in pay. Always. Okay? Well, someone <laughs> said that Tony needs to Tony and AEW needs to do what what Impact does is just sit there, mind their business, exactly. put on good shows, 
Maybe and downsize then that's it. They just mind their business. Yeah. Drop down. The they mind their business. Anytime somebody random or somebody does some random shit in AEW or the WWE, they always have a fucking clip of them in TNA. Yeah. That's all they do. I think it's cool that they do that though. Like I get it's like, so like, it's so funny. It's like and I feel and then I it's like everyone's in on it. They're like, oh, can't wait for Impact to post a clip in in thirty seconds. And sure enough, like like be like Impact. Like when they do that, I understand they're bringing attention to the product, and they're like, hey, looky looky over here because they. they it's funny like, though. Kind of done in a respectful way though. At the yeah. same time. They're not trashy about it, like <clears throat> when LA Knight, they were like, oh, look at Eli Drake's top 10 moments. Like, you know, like shit like that. And That's they right. fuck out of me for her showing up at the WWE Women's Royal Rumble as Impact Women's Champion. They love Mickey over there. You know, and we're finally Mickey's getting. always say Queen V. She's. She was there for a long time, and now you got her wrestling train at Bound for Glory. That's what should have gotten in WWE, to be all honest with you. Uh, yeah. You you can say a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas about WWE. Vince is trash for for that. Okay. It's like not Impact. Me and Tiff recorded earlier this week. I did a what happened was is uh, Halloween Havoc 1991, 1991 Chamber of Horrors. I had never heard her laugh this hard before recording an episode <laughs> with her about what happened was. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> shit, I just that whole episode point. was a mess. When y'all hear the shit that they did, it's just mind boggling. Talking about how nostalgia can be good and nostalgia can be bad when it comes to certain things when you look back at wrestling. When I think of Impact, I think of like when I used to watch it when it was like one hour on the Spike Network every week. And, you know, that they always had, like even if their, their main event wasn't always good, the mid and lower card were always entertaining one way or another. And I mean, their tag division was untouched fucking beer money i tell tiff me and her finally get money we're gonna buy those motorized coolers and race each other <laughs> i love beer money rob room was fine as hell back then too so dumb but it got over and like shark boy fucking got over and it was just like there's a cheesiness to it and a lovability about it and it's just they don't take themselves so seriously like Courtney Rush and Jessica is having the time of their freaking lives acting like the female Bill and Ted when it comes to their promos. I love it. I think it's great. And then you got crazy Steve over there ready to murder Tommy Dreamer, which go Steve. I'm behind you 110%. And oh, he crazy. He crazy as hell. I love he stabbed it. Tommy Dreamer in the back with a fork. <laughs> and I was just like... I mean, Tommy Dreamer probably deserved it, so... I was like, good for you, Steve. <laughs> you did it, Steve. But, like, I... Um, I No, I told you this, but I can't find the pitted, uh, videos anymore. Like, a couple of years ago, 
um, I met Crazy Steve at an event here in uh, in Tennessee, and it was one of those uh, wrestling protocol shows where you had to wear a mask, and if people were not wearing masks or refused to wear one, they got kicked out. So I will take a that's a win in my book right there for this state. And he was such a cool guy because we met him afterwards. I got a picture with him. I thought I put it on our Twitter, but I can't find it. But he was like such a cool, sweet guy. And he would, he just wanted to talk to you forever. And I, I'm just like, I told him, I said, man, you play this character so good. And he goes, well, how about, he goes, well, you, he goes, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, you seem like a kind of guy who's not like that. And he's like, well, how do you know I'm not? And I'm like, well, how do you know I'm not? And we kind of <laughs> both like, hmm, you know, <laughs> like, but he like talked about um, how it was like being a legally blind wrestler and like what he had to overcome for that. So I'm like, dude, you're fucking cool. And then he had like this weird little creepy stuffed animal and he let me hold it. And they're like, yeah, he never asked anybody else to do that. I was like, cool. I held this weird monkey. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) He was a cool guy though, but I'm happy he's getting the push that he fucking deserves. Like they're just having fun over there. Like during COVID, when they did Wrestling House, they don't, that was just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it worked. And guess what? It did. And it led to Johnny Bravo getting shot and Zaya Valkyrie getting arrested. <laughs> and then her sister Frankie showing up in NXT. <laughs> but they're really. I'm glad you like you had a good time and you enjoyed it. And of course, he, I'm, I'm, and I know Steve's a nice guy um, outside of the character, but his character freaks me out. I'm sorry. He scares the shit out of me. And y'all know it don't take it. much to scare me, so. <laughs> then, you know, I like Josh Alexander, and you know what the funny thing is? And I don't know if it's just Impact being petty or what the deal is. Remember that I kept telling you Young Buck started, like Generation Me was in Impact TNA back in the day before they became the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Never show any clips from them. Why? But I think it's hilarious. They I show mean, clips uh, from everybody. And I mean everybody. They even show Austin Creed's um, clips. Just so weird because Xavier never ages. I swear to God. They they show clips from everybody. I'm surprised they don't show clips from... Why? They didn't stay there long enough to make a big impact. Hey, made another joke. But... (laughs) (laughs) But either they didn't stay there long enough or maybe someone's just being mad petty. And you know what? They're like, you know what? Fuck them guys. Like, fuck them. We ain't showing shit of theirs. Someone petty. Well, I saw something else, and then we can go ahead and call it a night, ladies. I saw that NWA um, Power has a new TV deal, and they're going to be announcing it soon. He said that they're going to be on, there's two TV deals in the works, and that eventually they're going to be able to move off of YouTube. They said they're not mad that, you know, they love YouTube. YouTube really helped people finally see NWA, and he said that... um, Impact NWA is finally moving to television. So, where do y'all think NWA Power is going? 
I think it's going to go to a Fox affiliate. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, I do too. Well, Tubi's a Fox affiliate, as far as I know. They're going to have to do something because now Fox is going to have, I mean, unless it's like showing local football, like local high school football games or whatever, Fox is going to have to think of something to put on like that Friday night block that SmackDown used to say, you know, they end this deal with Fox. And I don't, but at the same time, I don't want to see NWA get slaughtered and uh, the other show AEW does on Friday. So I don't, Rampage. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Fox is going to do because they're going to need something because I'm telling you, once WWE is gone, that, 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 Two hours, they got to figure out something to do with it. I think I think they'll a Fox Network. I hope it's like basic cable. But I mean, oh, you hear Rory? Yeah. Lemon's total resting bitch face right now, Nicole. <laughs> it oh, is a two years a um an affiliate of Fox. I'm telling you. Hold on. I don't know because I remember when we was looking at. I remember a while back when we were talking about wrestling and where it could go. Um, they on Fridays though. No, I didn't mean it like that. I was saying that she, you guys said that it could be a um, Fox affiliate because you know they could go to Fox, and I was like, Tubi is an affiliate of Fox. It's one of their streaming services. I don't think that's where they'll go. They could feel, they could feel that time slot for Fox. If they're, um, if it works for them, it works for them. But that that's not what I meant. I'm just saying Tubi is one of their affiliates. I I just want to know if like SmackDown will be moving back to Tuesdays or if it's going to stay on Fridays because I don't want uh, SmackDown's going to stay on Fridays. It's just going to be on USA Network on Fridays. It's going to stay in its time slot. USA Network wanted a prime time slot and they wanted that Friday slot that they had. So they're going to keep it at Friday. They're not going to switch it. Plus, USA Network has other stuff going on on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and um, now on Mondays, they have something else they want to fill it with. So that's the one of the reasons why they're shopping around Raw and um, NXT. I don't think anything's going to be able to take get the ratings that raw does but i mean i i just i don't know where they should go honestly because i don't want i was that's the easiest way is like oh just put them on friday but at the same time while it's a good thing when there's going to be like three separate kinds of wrestling going on i don't want nwa to get lost in the sauce you know what i mean yeah um like i said tubi is a um affiliate of fox their parent core um company is fox corporation to be zoned by Fox. So, I mean, they could put NWA in that slot. They're going to have to work at, you know, making that slot stay at that high number that WWE had if they want to. But it's not difficult. But they de they definitely could do it. You know, I just want to say something else. You know how, like, that one person you were saying is like, oh, you know, Impact doesn't have that big of a crowd? Neither does NWA. 
there's a lot of people there, but it's not like as big as like AEW or WWE numbers because that's just the way it's set up because it's a more intimate feeling to it. Even pre-COVID with NWA, you didn't have a whole lot of people there. So just because there's asses in the seats doesn't mean the product's any good though. NWA isn't that bad. I just feel like it didn't have enough eyes on the product to, to make it great. Is Matt Cardona still in NWA? Uh, I don't know what he's doing right now except being horny for his wife on Twitter. I don't see anything wrong with that. I thought that was Matt funny. Cardona. That is so funny. I said, I man, this is out of pocket, and this is real early in the morning. I don't like, care. Let him do it. It's his wife. This is why, so it's fine. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> um, I was like, your teeth. I say, you ain't. Uh, and I was like, poor Chelsea. <laughs> Probably don't get no rest. Matt, um, Don said Matt isn't signed anywhere. No, he just goes wherever. He's a butterfly. They fucked up. They could have given him that title instead of fucking Tyrus, because what good did that fucking do? Well, Tyrus doesn't have it anymore. Tyrus, thank God. Yeah, but it's that EC3 of all people. Like, that's much fucking better. I'd rather EC3 have it than Tyrus. If I'm being fair. I'd rather neither of them have it. Well, unfortunately, oh, oh, yeah. the lesser of the two evils. It's We're true. gonna hear about NWA because it's really coming to the people are not happy back there with the way shit's going and being ran by the upper management. So, yeah, I'm just going on up there, according to the wrestling streets. At least that's what I've been hearing. But the main thing is, people, ha someone has to buy out Billy Corgan so he's not in charge anymore. I don't think that's going to happen if they go to a Fox affiliate. Which sucks because I really like Billy Corgan and I really love Smashing Pumpkins. But he's such an asshole. Wowzers. A lot of old school rocker guys from the 90s have pretty much shown their true as of late. So, you know. <laughs> Don, please, you are doing way too much. So he's like he a WWE. <laughs> what do you? Because Chelsea is um women's tag team champion. He said he's one half of the one half of the women's tag team champion, and he was like, so he's like a WWE champ. To be honest, no, he's not. You know how they, you know, for a fact, they don't care about the, the women's tag division titles just because Cardona showed up with one and they didn't say a damn word about it. <laughs> Which Fair. is sad. Poor Piper. Oh. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll do something about it. I don't know. WWE ain't perfect. They got some work to do, too. Um, they are doing it now. They're listening to the girls, and we're seeing more of them. Tegan's going to be on NXT next week. Um, um, look like Tegan might be turning heel sometime soon. Uh, 
she probably gonna end up tagging with Natalia's weird looking ass. So might see some more people and eventually we'll get to see uh Isla and Alba again. So you know, hopefully they'll do better. Let's hope. That's all we can do. He said we're about to get a little our little splash for the belts per usual. Well, yeah. With all that being said, thank y'all for being with us for our 300th episode. I'm going to go back and listen to our first episode. Oh, no. <laughs> I listened to it the other day. And I, I will like, not. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, as everyone should know, I hate, hate the sound of my voice, so I don't listen to anything. I'm going to go back and listen to it because I think I will was- not. It was bad audio back then. I think we were recording using Skype at that time. Uh, I don't think. I, when did we ever use Skype? We were using Skype for a minute. I don't we remember got- using Skype. Was it that long ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds bad. And it was so stiff because I heard myself and I was like, welcome to the first episode of Down for the Count. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about? Was uh, it top five? Ring. Oh, it was the- King of the Ring. King Let me go King- look. I want to see the analytics for that episode. Hold on. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I was just like, oh, we have come a lot. We still can't get our sound good, but holy shit, we have came <laughs> Well, that's because we're in different spots. Like we're still in different areas of the country. Like we're not, it's not like we're in the studio, like no, I, you know, with um, you know, like with uh, Jobber Tears and some of the other podcasters. If we were in the studio, it'd be fine, you know, because we'd have our own mics and everything. I like the fact that sometimes you like you can hear like a random garbage disposal or a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's very unique. Yeah, you know, like I like that, but at the same time, you could kind of tell where we were, where we were starting to come in as our own when we felt more confident doing this than that kind of stuff. And I was just like, "Damn, man!" It's like four, four years of doing this, three hundred episodes. And to be honest with y'all, and I'm not trying to act all sappy. There's nobody else I would have fucking done this with except you guys. Oh. We love you too. And it was Nicole's brainchild. Me and Tiff were just like, fuck it, let's do it. Right. (laughs) I don't know why anybody listens to me. Um, It was the first episode was in August of 20 of 2019. So we missed her birthday. So much shit, so little time. Oh, we were babies. Oh. That episode was two hours. It was two hours and 32 minutes. Oh, hell no. <laughs> two hours. There was a part two that was like another hour. What were we doing? It's like talking mad shit about people. 
What were you talking about? I, I need to know. It says Finn, Beth, Becky, and Seth walking down the aisle. Indie news, AEW ticket scalping debacle. King of the Ring first round results, predictions. XFL was revived. Oh, fuck. The XFL was revived during that time. I forgot about that. Little, that COVID was going to hit and take it completely out in the like next few months. It was doing pretty damn good, too. I will. I am so upset about the XFL because it was really good. And then you know what? You know what? That USFL came up and took it, took the legs right from underneath it, just snatched Piss. it. And I was like, "Why did y'all do that?" Talks about that shit though. That I love. Up. I loved that that um will run with XFL so much. Because I was like, I literally was about to get a jersey. I was going to get the Seattle Sea Dragons one. I was literally going to get a jersey. And this is when I still worked at my um, at my one job. And I would literally play. I would literally put XFL on. And they'd be like, what, fuck, what the fuck are we watching? I was like, we are watching XFL. And I would do, and I would put Ring of Honor on because Ring of Honor would come up. Ring of Honor is always on our local channels. I don't, not the new one, obviously, really too, too much. But um, especially old episodes are always on our local channels for some reason. It's always at weird times. It's always at really early in the morning or late at my, late at night. Like, I can't tell you. How many times I have been in a bar and that ran and Ring of Honor is randomly on TV. Yeah, I remember you would always do that. Yeah, and I'll be like, why is Ring of Honor on right now? I don't remember that episode, but I do remember the ticket scalping for AEW because it was real bad the first few months. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. I remember going over to a house with a fucking book to take notes so I wouldn't forget anything when we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Oh. Holy it shit. It was that long because there was something happened with the audio and it had that Billy Dixon interview attached to it that Nicole did, I think. And that I published as its own episode i'm gonna republish it because it was a good interview i'm gonna put it back up but that episode shouldn't have been two hours i was sitting there like i remember editing this this wasn't two hours i stayed up until six o'clock in the morning this wasn't two hours we recorded four hours of content that day and i had to sift through all of it and i was like why is it why is it three fucking hours like what's going on i'm like shit I remember the next, I remember the episode after that, I was yelling at Nicole because I told her she was the one who jinxed my King of the Ring stands, like, <laughs> uh, brackets and shit. I don't even remember that. That's when Kevin, Kevin Owens was in it, and so was Baron Corbin. And you're like, nah, I have, Kevin's I have not no recollection of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. There's some good ones. The best episodes we've had of our show to just give y'all some insight into our analytics. 
our best episodes are let me see episode rankings here we go that extreme rules fallout episode really? has 707 747 plays wow hi <laughs> that's that's our biggest episode was that extreme rules fallout and i think well, that what was, was the even the extreme rules I don't know. I think it was the one where Seth and and, uh, and Ray had that match. It was September twenty seventh of two thousand and twenty one. Extreme Rules two thousand twenty one. Let me see. Are we making fun of it that good? I I don't know. Uh, the match card for that event was Morgan. Liv Morgan beat Carmella. The New Day uh, defeated Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos by pinfall in a six-man tag team match. I don't remember this one at all. The Usos beat the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Charlotte Flair defeated all... Oh! Charlotte Flair beat Bliss, and Bliss had that breakdown in the middle of the ring. Damian Priest beat Jeff Hardy and Sheamus for the U.S. Championship. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair's match ended in a no contest, and Roman Reigns defeated Finn Balor via pinfall. I remember this one. This is the one where Finn was on that top turnbuckle, and it just broke. Oh, out of yeah. nowhere, and they never explained any of that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Is that the one where he was flopping around like a fish? Was he? Yes. I don't remember him flopping around yes. like Yes. Yes, he did that weird flopping shit. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Turn it off. I don't remember that. <laughs> that that was our the highest our highest ranking episode to this day. That is that is the one. Um, the next one is so much news, so much time. There's a big jump between these two. Um, 262 plays for that one. MJF drops a bomb on national television. That was when MJF was going off. <laughs> WrestleMania backlash review and Hell in the Cell. Playing Ride from Hell Fallout. Um, that was the um, what had happened was episode. The road sessions are the ones that were really high up after that, and then the big swole situation. People really like the road sessions. The road sessions are repeated on here a lot because we haven't been able to do it because everyone's been on best behavior, and there's so many times we can shoot fish in a barrel. I just be liking to be roasting characters. I don't give a shit about what they really do. Well, it's kind of more fun when you can talk shit about them in real life, too, at least for me. I talk about them regardless because I, I do it on the daily. So that kind of, it doesn't bother me. But yeah, all of these episodes are our top ranking episodes. Even the ones with CM Punk aren't that high on the list, but this Extreme Rules Fallout one stays atop 
all of them and i don't write off understand why but it keeps growing every year it gets bigger and bigger and it just it's light years ahead of the pack so random 2021 yeah the fuck we do that episode <laughs> i don't know i don't know why people are so hyped about that particular episode i'm not quite sure but i don't know um i don't know if we were upset or what was going on i don't remember because i don't even remember that extreme rules if i'm being fair y'all y'all need to tell us what we do on that episode for y'all to like it so damn much our our platform like all of most of the time most of our listens 59 percent of it comes from spotify 26% of it comes from Apple, and then 10% of it comes from Google Podcasts. Some people listen to it via Anchor, or rather than Spotify for podcasters, and then they use other platforms. All of our listeners, 93% of them come from the States, 2% from Canada, 2% from Germany. We've got listeners in Taiwan, the UK. Who's in Germany? I don't know. I don't know. And you're, you'll never guess. Okay, guess what gender listens to us the most? Women. Absolutely not. Nope. We have a 66.3% male audience. Men. I don't believe women. that. I. You want to see it? I will show you. 66.3% Male audience, 18 to 22. Actually, I might. They're probably gay. Well, (laughs) fair. Fair for the gays, the girls, and the them days. This is our audience. I want to... How do you say... Alexa, how do you say shout out to... I don't know. What do they speak in Taiwan? I hope I just didn't make a bad Taiwanese. Joke. Yep, our biggest audience is 18 to 22. They're overwhelmingly men. We have an audience of 29.3% female, and then there's a 3.3% non binary. Wow, I love that. Now, our next biggest audience is the demo of 28 to 34. So that Which checks should out. make sense because that's our age group. Yeah, so that checks out. But the 18 to 22 took me out a little bit. I was like, oh, that's a... That male listener take, is taking me out. <laughs> Mostly hate- men listen to our podcast. That's crazy. Do they hate listening? I wouldn't say that. I don't I've think been, so. I've come across a lot of men who listen to the podcast on Instagram and they're, they actually really enjoy how we do the podcast because not all the podcasts are like ours. You know, we, we've got a unique way of looking at wrestling, which is why I feel like just give us a couple more years. uh, And we got it. Shout out to Trady because we always know. And then, Shout out to Smacking It Raw, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Shout out to King of the Ring podcast. Because 
That's right. Drake is special. So, ended on a positive note. We love wrestling as the fan band, and he always supports us, so we always going to support him. Y'all can go over to YouTube and look at his YouTube. He had a live that he did earlier this week. You can go check that out. Nicole was over there. Um, and he's got plenty of videos from plenty of wrestling shows that he's been to. You can check out his Instagram, his Twitter. He has everything you need indie-wise, mainstream wrestling-wise. The list goes on. Also, go check out Marks with Mikes. They put out a weekly podcast as well, as does CultureCast and No the Ropes. Go check out all of them. Those are all family. And, of course, Get Your Podcast as well has an Instagram, Twitter, I think, and they also have a podcast. Go on, check out all of that stuff, and you'll love it. They're very different from ours, which I feel like if you're going to listen to podcasts, you need variety, babe. Okay? You're going to yes. <laughs> You're going to need variety. So all of them do very, very different things. They have different ways of presenting that stuff. And if you enjoy listening to people's takes on wrestling, then you'll enjoy listening to their podcast just as much as you enjoy listening to ours. This has been our 300th episode. We love that for us. Friends over at Power Bombs. They're starting to (laughs) Shout out to them, too. We have built such an amazing family over the last four years. And for everyone to love us for everything. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. You're popping in and out, Alexis. This is what I mean about the sound thing. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't Nicole. Like, I knew she was. Nicole's always doing Nicole. That's not the problem. No, it was your <laughs> microphone. It was popping in and out. You could hear it, but it it would click out while you were talking. So y'all need to listen more so we can get money for the show and build a mini studio where we can all go to. That would be great. I'm going to send her a microphone for her birth for Christmas because I need to be able to hear her. And I'm, I, I yes. need to hear her. I'm going to send her I will also one. pitch in for that microphone. I'm being dead ass. I'm going to send it to her because she has, she can get, she has good takes and we miss a lot of what she's saying because her, um, sometimes her mic cuts out. Well, all but I was just saying, well, first off, fuck you both. <laughs> Secondly, uh, if you listen to us and you love us, you listen to us and you hate us either way. Thanks. We've built, you know, we've met some amazing people doing this. We've had some in the last four years, and honestly, I can't wait to see what else crazy shit's going to go down, honestly. And on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!